The South Australian government hopes the introduction of legislation to create the First Nations voice to the state's parliament will bolster the case for a federal body. The state voice would allow Aboriginal people to elect 40 representatives from their geographical area, with 12 able to speak on all bills before parliament. Premier Peter Malinowskis says the body, which is uh, has the backing of the Greens, should be up and running by mid-year. I'm very conscious of the responsibility that this government has to get it right, not just for the sake of the state, but also for the sake of the voice nationally. I think lots of the questions that have been raised around the national voice will in many ways be answered through the exercise that we undertake here in South Australia. A thoughtful, considered, compassionate model that takes nothing away from anybody. Yeah, as you can uh, tell, there's some interesting lessons to be learnt for the federal uh, voice to parliament. Uh, Kai Maher is South Australia's Attorney General and Minister for Indigenous Affairs. Welcome to you, Attorney General. Uh, good afternoon, Andy, and apologies for earlier. Um, the, the functions of parliament don't cease. No, you've uh, got a higher calling to the people of South Australia. I can understand that. Uh, let, let's get one thing straight. Enrolled Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voters will be able to elect 40 people, 12 of whom will form the voice. How will this work? Yeah, so what our model proposes is a series of regions, and that will be done by regulation. And uh, the, the draft uh, proposal is for six regions around South Australia that will have Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people elect their own to sit on local First Nations voices. And each of those regional First Nations voices will select two of their own to sit on a statewide First Nations voice. And it'll be that body that uh, has an ability to uh, talk to Parliament for an annual address, uh, to speak once on any bill that's before Parliament, not to have any veto rights, not to have any voting rights, not to have proposed amendments or any legislation of their own, but to make sure that their voices are heard by those that make the decisions in our parliament. So in this proposal, in this draft, you're deftly sort of sidestepping the criticisms of the federal body, which are that it effectively creates a second chamber of parliament. Will there be a requirement for these representatives to come from mixed backgrounds or just, you know, more or less community-endorsed perspectives, if you like? Uh, the, the 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 only requirements for people to stand in the election to vote in the election is to be on the electoral roll as an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person in South Australia. So it'll be uh, First Nations people selecting their own that will form uh, uh, the like those local voice bodies, which will in turn form the uh, the state First Nations voice body. So let's look at the other side of this. I mean, if there is no right to veto, uh, there is no, con well, there's consultation, but uh, not effectively when it comes to the passage of legislation. So, I mean, how, how will it improve the lives of uh, Aboriginal South Australians? Yeah, I, I, I've been working in and out of Aboriginal affairs for a couple of decades now. And one thing I've become absolutely certain of is uh, the decisions that governments make in the services they provide and the programs and policies that are provided are always better when it's uh, servicing Aboriginal people when Aboriginal people have more of a say in those decisions that uh, affect their lives. And by having the ability to speak to legislation uh, uh, directly, I think will improve the quality of the laws that we make that affect Aboriginal people. Uh, also, Andy, there's a couple of other important elements of the bill that we're proposing, and that is a couple of times a year to have meetings with the whole of Cabinet for this state First Nations voice as well as uh, engagement with uh, groups of chief executives in government 
So not just having that engagement when decisions are at the, uh, the pointy end, that is legislation in parliament, but having the ability to engage at the start of decision-making with those who make the decisions in our state. So are you suggesting that this body will have some direct contact with the departments that uh, sit underneath your, your government? Absolutely. The, the legislation explicitly provides for at least two meetings a year with the mm. state's First Nations voice with the whole of Cabinet and at least two meetings a year with uh, a group made up of all the chief executive of state government departments. So it, it is, it's a voice mm. to our parliament, but also a voice to the government in making decisions. It's 12 past five RN Drive. If you just tuned in, South Australian Attorney General and Minister for Indigenous Affairs, Kai Maher, is here. We're talking about the state's model for a voice to parliament. Uh, the draft legislation is uh, should be uh, before the parliament this week. I mean, the, your government has set aside $10 million to fund the elections and the operations of the group over the next four years. Uh, apart from these kinds of consultations, do you expect to, that cost to balloon out? I mean, is this an initial pledge of $10 million or is that just... Uh, that, that's, a, that, that's a costing of what it will cost to run the first election, which we hope to have in the middle of this year and thereafter elections every four years. Uh, the cost over the next four years uh, to provide administrative support to the, uh, the, the six local First Nations voices as well as the state's First Nations voice. And of course, to make sure that there is um, yeah, allowances for any travel that's needed for members of the voice, uh, yeah, any uh, re- yeah, uh, small remuneration that's needed as we pay for members of other uh, committees or bodies that advise government. The state opposition has accused your government of essentially hiding the legislation with limited public consultation and detail. I mean, you you argue that this will resolve questions of detail on the federal model. So which questions do you propose it will answer? What what current questions that are floating around the public discourse in this country about the federal voice to parliament will your voice to parliament help answer? Well, yeah. Yeah, we've uh, released all the details. I think uh, the last six months has seen the most extensive consultation any government in South Australia has done with Aboriginal people and communities in in both designing the principles that then formed a draft bill and then a second round of consultation on that bill before we're introducing formally on Thursday the legislation. But certainly, I, I think having this operating, having that first election take place and having our... Uh, model in South Australia up and running, uh, will be able to give some comfort to people who are contemplating later in the year a vote in the referendum that uh, that this can work effectively. It doesn't take anything away from anyone else, but what it does you know, at its heart is provide an ability for Aboriginal people to have more of a say in the decisions that affect their lives. Uh, nothing more and nothing less. And uh, I, I think once we have ours up and running, that should dispel a lot of the yeah, the scaremongering or myths about what this is or isn't, certainly in terms of the South Australian context and what could be possible federally. The Commissioner for South Australia's First Nations Voice says deciding on the boundaries for representation is critical. When's that going to be decided? Yes, yeah, so, uh, the second round of consultation had a, diff- a couple of different models of draft boundaries and the overwhelming feedback we received was that the boundaries should be as closely aligned to our nation or language groups as possible in South Australia with um, you know, following you know, uh, different uh, nation groups. The, uh, we received some feedback on the couple of uh, uh, different models for boundaries that went out to consultation. And while we're uh, debating in Parliament the bill, we'll get a group of le- Aboriginal leaders in South Australia together 
to consider the feedback that was received on draft boundaries to come up with the first boundaries. But of course, these are done by regulation. So after we have our first election, we'll be keen to see how those boundaries operated and if anything needs to change on the boundaries. Very interesting as a forerunner for the debate that uh, certainly is occupying much of the public conversation federally. Kai Maher is South Australia's Attorney General and Minister for Indigenous Affairs. Good afternoon to you. Thanks, Andy. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.